What is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Heading into the Lima Race Weekend after a week off the Grand National Circuit. There was an All-Star National last weekend in Terre Haute, Indiana. Amateur rider Trent Lowe put on a show winning three classes. Kevin Stallings, after being disqualified in Oklahoma for an illegal rear tire, takes the win in the singles main event. Brandon Bergen, who usually tunes the bike for Brad Baker, rode one of Brad's personal Indians to victory in the Twins class. Thoughts and prayers are with Parker Norris and his family as he is recovering from injuries suffered during a crash in the Twins main event. There's an entire flat track community behind you, buddy. Stay strong. Tomorrow night is the Ohio National in Lima, Ohio. The only true pea gravel track on the circuit. This race is one of my favorites to go to each year. Riders and spectators along the fence line will be constantly pelted with tiny rocks that make up the loose racing surface and they'll love every second of it. In the singles class, look for Stallings to finish strong. He finished a close second there in 2017 and is looking to take home as many points as possible to make up for what happened in round nine. Points leader Dan Bromley, last year's champ Kobe Carlisle, and last year's Twins Rookie of the Year Ryan Wells didn't run the main event last year. Other singles riders to look out for are Ben Lau, Jesse Janish, and Kyle Johnson. Should be another interesting singles event in Ohio. In the Twins class, Briar Bauman will be looking for a second consecutive Lima win. Meese, the promoter of the event, will be looking for a redemption after jumping the start in his semi last year. A few other riders expected to run up front include Brad Baker, Jeffrey Carver, Davis Fisher, and this week's guest who won the event in 2010, Henry Wiles. He is the winningest TT rider in flat track history and currently having the best season of his Twins career. Let's chat with Hammer and Hank, Henry Wiles. Hello. Henry Wiles, is this you? Yes, sir. Hey, man, thanks for taking the time and coming on Off the Groove. I've been uh, dying to have you on here, and uh, I thought we might as well have you on here before we get into uh, the second half of the season. So uh, before we talk racing, let's get to know Henry Wiles. Where were you born? Elma, Michigan. Where is that? Uh, Central Michigan, right in the middle okay. of the mitten. Middle of the mitten. I like it. So, uh, where, where is Win Michigan? Because I just I thought you made that up just to put it on your uh, on your sign-in sheets, just because you're a winner and you're from uh-huh. Win. So, where where's that at in compared to where yeah. you were born? Uh it's probably about 20 minutes away. It's pretty close. Okay. It's just a, you know, it's pretty rural around here. It's one of the bigger little towns in Central Michigan. So. Yeah, I've I've just I've actually I've got a post office box there. I actually went to uh, elementary school in Wind, Michigan. Okay, all right, that's pretty cool. I didn't even know that such a place existed until uh, you started putting it down there as your hometown. So, what was it like growing up in in the small rural middle of Michigan? Oh, it was it was fun. Had a lot of fun. You know, we uh, rode dirt bikes, hung out with farm kids, drove tractors whatever you know <laughs> right on it's a good time i rode on the ice most people yeah. in michigan don't know where wind michigan is either just you know, <laughs> throwing it out there <laughs> i gotcha i just didn't want to feel like i was dumb you know i mean i appreciate you making me look like i'm smarter than i really am so uh how did yeah. you get into riding motorcycles uh my dad was into it so you know it's just kind of a natural progression but you know once you're introduced to it, who who would want to you know Exactly. Did did he race? 
Yeah, he did some racing. He rode some motocross and he did a little ice racing. Um, you know, I think just kind of natural that you get a bike and then you st- you start riding around your yard and go to your first race and then you go to a couple more races and then you win and then you want to win some more and then you get a bigger bike and so the story goes, you know. Right on. So so how long have you been been racing motorcycles? I think my first race was when I was four, but I I actually kind of remember doing some races when I was five out on the ice. Okay. What was it about racing that appealed to you? Um, you know, I think it was just kind of, it was something fun to do at the time. And obviously once you win and you get high fives and people think it's cool or whatever. And then you start thinking you're cool. <laughs> I think, I don't know. <laughs> I got I know it. with my little guy, you know, I pump him up on stuff and he smiles and he's kind of looking around like he's the man, you know, and yep. Yep. It's, it's funny. So I think, you know, you don't really think about it until then you have kids and then you're like, Oh, well, that's how I got into this mess. So, yeah, I love it. So uh, where was your first win at? Crystal Lake. On the ice. Okay. So you remember that. Crystal I love Michigan. that. That's pretty cool. Do you remember what number you were when you first started? Uh, I'm not, I might have had the uh, the stock number one on the YZ60. I love it. I love it. Had so you just left, Yamaha, left it on yeah. there. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. I had the Yamaha 60 before they were Yamaha 65s. Okay. So did you look up to any riders when you're first getting started? Uh, yeah, for sure. Because my dad did motocross. I didn't get into flat track till I had been racing a little bit for a couple of years, you know, and then we, I didn't, I didn't race much motocross though, before I got into dirt track, but I still continue to do some of the motocross because you know the in Michigan the tracks were available you know the motocross tracks along with the dirt tracks so I looked up to a lot of motocrossers really because you know we went to the Silver Dome when I was a kid and I was one of those kids that got to get a handshake or a high five by some of the supercross guys because I was right down there at the very bottom of the aisle or whatever when they walked by I had my hand out there so I remember pictures of that I looked up to the 90s moto guys like Jeff Stanton and Damon Bradshaw and a little little bit of uh, Rick Johnson, but, you know, always cheered for the Michigan guys. So Stanton was my favorite for a long time. I I like Bradshaw too. He was flashy. That was cool. So you looked up to a lot of the supercross and motocross guys. So why did you decide to go flat tracking? Well, I think we really started to get into that. Um, even when I was still on fifties, uh, we got into doing some local dirt tracking and then the amateur nationals came to Michigan. So that was an easy way to race against all the best guys. And I think we quickly found out that I could beat all the best guys at the national level, as far as amateur nationals and I never really did any uh, Loretta Lynn stuff. The, the motocross deal is tough, especially now. You know, you got these kids are being groomed to be 
the next big thing when they're 12, 13 years old is young ass. So, um, you know, you, there's a, always that risk of getting injured or, or whatever, getting burned out. And it's, it's real pressure because there's a lot of money involved. So I, I understand the, the deal, but it was easy for me to compete at the top level and in dirt track, which, you know, not to take the easy road, but sometimes that's also the, just the hand you're dealt. Well, it, it might not be an easy road for everybody, but it, you, you know, it seemed like it came easy to you. So uh, one thing I've noticed lately when I do my pit walk at the, at the Grand National races, you got some hats out there. They say Hammer and Hank, and, and a lot of people don't really know why and why they call you Hammer and Hank. And uh, I know, I'm pretty sure Donnie Bargeman gave you the name. Can you explain uh, why they like why they call you Hammer and Hank? Yeah, Donnie Barsman gave me that nickname, and uh, obviously Hank, Hank Aaron was hammering Hank. I don't know if how Donnie came up with it. I'm sure uh, he he saw my style was aggressive, and uh, I went hard. So, <laughs> all right, you know, maybe I hit the ground a few times trying hard. He'd always <laughs> tell me, "Easy, easy, grasshopper, it's coming, yeah. it's coming," you know. And he was always uh, encouraging. So. That was cool. I uh, I like talking with Donnie. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's one of a kind, that's for sure. I'd heard rumors that it came because you were a roofer and you like to throw the hammer around a little bit, but uh, I like your story better. So uh, let's talk about when, <laughs> yeah, when that, you're... <laughs> Go that, ahead. That, that's, uh, the, the roofing came much later after I was already uh, uh, hammering Hank. I was already hammering Hank before I was on any roofs, that's for sure. All right. All right. I just now we know what came first. We we got the story straight now. So let's talk about growing up. I was told you raced, uh, you wrestled. Did you wrestle all the way through school or in high school or when did you? When were you a wrestler? Yeah, yeah. I wrestled all the way through. Had a lot of fun doing that. We had a really successful wrestling team. Um, we have a local college near my uh, the high school I went to that had a great wrestling program, Central Michigan University. Uh, especially at the time, I think they were, you know, placing in the top 10 in the country. D1 college wrestling, absolutely tough. There's, it's just, it's crazy how tough it is. And there's uh, a lot of good wrestlers. And I was um, kind of really getting prepared to go into that program. I, uh, I worked really hard during that point in my life to kind of get going that way. I had straight A's in school and it, it was funny. It almost got to a point where people were surprised when I'd wear jeans to school because we, we always dressed up for our wrestling meets, which was at least once a week. And then we dress up on Fridays because our meets on Saturday. So then I just started wearing like khakis and dress clothes all the time to school. <laughs> and, uh, People were like, oh, wow, you're wearing jeans today. So it was like, you know, I was really serious about getting good grades and wrestling and almost like kind of a, a job for me. And our whole team worked hard, though. We we never did win state. We were runner-up. We got into the state finals one year, and I don't know. I think sometimes when I talk about it, I remember things a little differently maybe than other people because, you know, I was in my shoes. I, I had to do my job and you don't always remember every individual's match, but 
uh, there was definitely some uncharacteristic things I remember happening that led up to not having the score we needed at the end. I like how the, the wrestling kind of goes into your racing. I mean, you had the GQ style started back in wrestling. You always look, you always dress nice when you come to the racetrack. And, and do you think the wrestling helps you on those motorcycles? Well, I think definitely what I learned in wrestling uh, helped me. I worked, I worked really hard. I wasn't maybe technically the best wrestler out there, but I won a lot of matches based on I, I, I grind you. I mean, there was matches even I lost that if you looked at the two guys coming off the mat and you had to pick who the winner was, it would have been me <laughs> pretty much every time just because the other guy barely drag himself off. I'd beat you even though maybe you beat me in score, I would, I would beat you, you know? So I worked really hard for, you know, all that type of thing. And a lot of the kids now they're wrestling all year round. And even back when I did a lot of them, did a lot of the camps and there was a lot of other wrestling to be done, but I didn't do that. You know, that was racing season. And so I went off racing. I remember even, I think when I was a freshman, we went to ice nationals. The coach was upset because I didn't go to one of the wrestling meets. My my wrestling coach had planned on me going to the college that he went to to go wrestle D1. And he asked my dad what he thought I would do better in, racing motorcycles or wrestling. And my dad just looked at him and said, that's a no-brainer. And then that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> Right on. That, that's pretty cool. So uh, before we get into the racing, you mentioned just a little while ago, you, you got a little boy. Uh, talk about how you balance racing and being a, a single father and, and raising your son. It can be kind of tough for for different reasons, but um, just just the logistics of it, I guess. It can be kind of tough sometimes because, you know, you got to, there's a lot of running that you do as a racer and um, there's a lot of running you do as a parent. So sometimes there's a lot that's going on and you just have to be able to manage all of that. And, uh, some days it gets tight, but I absolutely love being a dad. My little guy is so awesome. He gives me no problems. He loves being around anything with an engine and especially dirt bikes. You know, he's got his strider bikes and he's got toy bikes and cars and monster trucks and everything that little boys love. So it's really easy for him to come along with me if we need to do a little run around or a little riding or a little racing or whatever. He looks forward to all that stuff. He's got a, a dirt bike now. Um, he was fortunate enough to get a little TTR 50 that uh, one of my sponsors, uh, Wilco Racing, hooked him up with. So that was really cool. I actually, after we get done with this interview, I got to go fix a flat because <laughs> I get him today and he's going to want to ride his bike. So, <laughs> you know, that's that's the, that's part of the deal. And But yeah, I, I absolutely love being a parent and I always tell him, Man, I always wanted a little boy just like you because I did. I mean, honestly, yep. I, it's just so much fun. That's awesome. That's so cool. Uh, and your, your little boy's name is Henry River, right? 
Yep. And, and how old is so he? So he's technically not a junior because his okay. middle name's different. But um, yeah, same same first and last name. Anyway, he is just a little over three and a half. Wow. Like three Man. and three and seven months. So. Yeah, time flies, doesn't it? So let's get into your racing career. So there's so much to talk about, but uh, we'll try to shorten it up because you got a huge resume. So let's start back in 2009 when you won all but one of the Grand National Singles events. Uh, that was kind of the first time I think you kind of burst onto the scene. I started really paying attention to you. Then in 2010, you had an impressive season winning five AMA Pro GNC events at Springfield, the TT there, Lima, the Ohio National, where we're going this weekend, Gas City, Short Track, Indiana, Short, Gas City, Indiana, the Short Track there, Peoria, Illinois, TT, Springfield, Short Track, and you race with the Jones Bros uh, race team. So uh, out of 09 and, and 2010, uh, those are some pretty good years for you. Yeah, they were. Um, was able to win a good amount of races right there and think yeah five, five races each year so you know you can start adding them up as uh mr Mees, he's he's finding out right now the last couple of years he's been smashed by me as far as the wind column goes and but yeah those those are some good years and i think right now now that we're all kind of getting back onto the same motorcycles 2009 like you're talking about was when we we're all on dtx bikes so we're all on DTX bikes. We're all kind of on the same motorcycles. And uh, I think it was easy for my riding to show through on that. And then there were some things that I needed to improve into my program that I think some other guys did. I got hurt, obviously, in uh, 2011. So that wasn't that year wasn't quite as good as the previous two. But you know, the, the suspension game really came into everything on the 450, so I couldn't just hammer away anymore and ride my way to wins. It, it took a little bit more setup and a little bit more finesse in that area. I think um, now that we're all back onto the same bikes and I'm a little older and a little smarter, that uh, I kind of look at it as we're kind of back in those those days. Right on. So uh, you mentioned you were hurt in 11. Is that when you... Uh... When you got hurt at the Decoin Indoor, is that is that the injury you're talking about? Yep, yep. So walk me through that, because I think you were on the front row, and I think, didn't you stall the engine or something like that, and then somebody from behind you yeah. hit you? Is that, is that what happened? Yes. What happened was I was leading the heat race on 450s, indoor, short track, and red flag, like right before the light went green, I, my clutch was getting hot or something. It was weird. Never had any problems before. Clutch kind of got hot. Bike was creeping and it, the bike stalled. And light went green, so everybody took off. And they line us up. You know, they, they snake our lineup, how they do, which is great. But the guy way in the back that had the most speed didn't see me or was the last to see me right before he quit me. And that just... He, it was just right that it, you know, I think he kind of side swiped my leg. So he probably almost missed me anyway, but, <laughs> um, you know, side swiped my leg and that tore my ACL, MCL, PCL, all the ligaments pretty much in my knee were tore. And that was, uh, you know, kind of a bummer, but I, I raced one more weekend, I guess, before I got, 
got it uh, fixed. So yeah, that that was my next thing on my notes. I, I I'm pretty sure we went to Stockton, California, the next weekend. And we did a short track and a TT, and if I remember right, you won out there before with the torn up knee, right? Yeah, Salinas. Man, oh, it was Salinas? I, yeah, That's was right. Sal- yep. yep, it was Salinas uh, TT and short track. And I remember walking around the TT just thinking, oh my gosh, these guys are so lucky. They got so <laughs> lucky today because they they had it pretty deep to start out. And obviously they probably packed it in. It wasn't that deep or if it was, it got brushed off or blown off or whatever. But still, I still, in my opinion, I should have won because during the TT, the first lap, I kind of tucked the front almost high-sided, caught it, went clear back to 13th, and then came back to second. And one of my good friends, guy, great wrestler, he actually did end up going to college and, and wrestling for Central Michigan. Um, he, he was there to watch that day. And he said, Is, are these all the same guys you, you normally race with? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, why? And he, he's just, he didn't, he was, uh, he just thought, you know, cause he'd been to Springfield mile and he just saw me blown by all these guys. And he'd seen me in some other races that it wasn't that easy, I guess. And he just, he thought maybe I wasn't racing all the same guys. I normally did like, it was more of a local type thing or something. Right. Right. <laughs> I know <laughs> these are all the same guys, but yeah. yeah, I got second that day and won the short track the next. We didn't even plan on racing the short track because it was my left knee. And, you know, I was like, ah, we should try doing practice at least. So we went to practice. Well, Johnny started yelling at me then. He's like, cause we're at dinner at that point in life and he's like well if we're gonna race tomorrow we better get going i gotta do some things with the bike and blah 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 and i'm like all right yeah let's try it so uh went went to practice and afterwards i just was icing my knee the whole time i mean i couldn't even hardly walk on the thing until about thursday I, wow. I, I think actually thursday i could almost fake it good enough to where you could hardly tell i mean i was still limping but it wasn't like super bad i went to the doctor he gave me a straight brace to dr (laughs) king yeah and i'm walking out of the office with this straight brace on i look at him and i said so does this mean i can't race this weekend or (laughs) like that was about the only time i ever thought that maybe i i would kind of get him upset (laughs) because he was always a guy to get you repaired get you back to doing what you do and yeah he he kind of he shook his head at me a little bit but monday i was in for surgery day yeah how i did said did pretty good over the weekend and he said well did you win i said yeah he shook his head and walked away (laughs) (laughs) and then fixed you right up so i love it man that's a good good story i wanted to hear about it so uh, let's move up a a few years let's go to 2017 you finished 10th in the point standings you had six top 10 finishes you got third at the inaugural daytona tt and then uh, you're having a good season and let's talk about the buffalo chip finish I, i i think you were pretty much in control of that one landed hard off the jump can you walk us through that day yeah i i felt like things were going pretty good I was a little nervous going into that race because I'd been working on the bike, trying to 
while we all had been working on the bike. Jake Wilson built a motorcycle along with Joe Maney. That's that's Willie Bill and Mad Dog racing. And I'd been trying to uh, test it. We did, did some testing with the Boomer suspension at the time and trying to get everything dialed in and was a little nervous, thought it would be maybe a little difficult to, to ride that bike. But once we got there, it seemed to be going pretty well. We uh, were in the main event leading getting some red flags, some things kind of, you know, not really going my way as far as kept having to start back over and just landed a little bit wrong and a little bit hard off the jump, cracked the oil pan a little bit, and that was it. Luckily, nobody else got hurt in that crash. I think uh, Briar, he looked like he kind of went down. You know, you hit a bunch of oil, and it's so unsuspecting that once you hit it, it's, it's quick. It's like hitting ice, you know? Uh, yeah. It, I remember Briar went down like he face planted. It went down so fast. He didn't even have time yeah. to put his hand hands down. I mean, he was just down in RB. I think a couple other guys might've went down too, but was, uh, was 2017 successful in your eyes? 2017 was a really strange year for me just because, you know, I didn't go to all the races and I was fine with it, especially once the sound deal went on. We weren't very on top of things as far as needing needing the bike that we needed to go and and compete. So we decided as a team to you know not go to all the races to kind of try to focus on a few things and try to make the bike better, which we did. Then we also made the our TT Kawasaki better as well. There were some things that yeah, absolutely, I think. We had some success in 2017, but looking back on my career and, and then that year, it was just like I wasn't really in the series, even though I could show up and throw down with anybody at certain tracks. We just weren't in it. So, okay. But I guess that seems a little bit different and probably jumping in front of you to the next question but <laughs> well, that, that, that's all right before we move off of 2017 let's talk about peoria because you've dominated there and one thing that's interesting to me is no other you know aft twins racer has won a grand national there that that you're racing with so in in their careers nobody's won there or except for you well yeah there you go exactly yeah. or 450 nationals i mean all the way back you know it's been forever. I mean, we had one rain out, which you, you were fast qualifier that day. So there's no doubt in my mind, you would have won that one as well, but you dominate that racetrack and it doesn't matter what motorcycle you're on. I mean, sometimes you were on a Kawasaki, a Honda and now on a twin. And then you won there again in 17. You gotta be looking forward to that race in 2018, right? Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to being able to race that track any year. It's, it's definitely went well for me it's a fun track in my eyes it's fast track and i've been able to have good success there in the past so it's definitely fun going there i think i've got a lot of people pulling for me still you know i always kind of figured sooner or later the the fans would want somebody else to win but it seems like i'm i'm still fairly welcomed (laughs) i mean a lot of people tell me it's nothing against Chris, but a lot of people just say, you know, it's just that you're you're the next guy. You know, a lot of people want me to beat his record, and that's what a lot of people tell me. So I I feel like they're still rooting for me to to do that. But the records and all that that's 
it's one thing and it's cool, but it's good to just go and be able to get the finish that you've earned. Sometimes there's things that go uh, maybe not so much in your favor, and, it, and even though it might be your fault, it's just it's hard things to put together sometimes. So to be able to go to that track and some years I feel I was able to still do well and win there, even though maybe the the full package might not have been there. And that's what I look at and really feel good about when I think about Peoria as a whole and all the different wins there. It's been incredible how two two riders have dominated that one track. So let's move on to the offseason between 2017 and this year, 2018. What did you do in the offseason to prepare for the 2018 season? Uh, I got an Indian. Right on. And uh, I worked I worked a lot. <laughs> okay. that, that was really about it. You know, I, I was able to um, get some people thinking about helping me out, and then I got some people to help me out. And so it was, it was good in that respect because, with, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I've got uh, a couple decent-sized sponsors, and I've got a, a lot of um, people that fill in a lot of gaps, and I wouldn't be able to do it without any one of them. You know, I mean, it's just like – I, I mean, I pretty much was working, 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 went to Daytona, came back from Daytona, working, 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 and went to Atlanta, and, you know, and I I think I even, yeah, I came back after Atlanta even and was working as much as I could and doing whatever I could to just try to get, get things rolling. Money was definitely going out faster than it was coming in, so... It wasn't until uh, I headed out for Texas that I pretty much stopped working for the year, and things have been going decent pretty much the whole time. How much testing have you got on the Indian, and are you still trying to test those bikes You know, during the season? Well, when I got the bike, I rode it at a local track. The snow melted just long enough in Michigan for uh me to go ride it at a local track for about 10 minutes the track was kind of dry and a little bit inconsistent and we didn't want to put a lot of time into it because for one we tried to change the gearing on it that day and then realized all of our sprockets were just a little bit off so i kind of rode it on an inconsistent track in the wrong gear so I don't really consider that a test, but I rode the bike for about 10 minutes before we went to Atlanta. And when we went to Atlanta, that was kind of a funny deal too, because I guessed at the gearing and it was pretty, pretty right. Got there to the track. I made no changes because there wasn't really much I could change. I had, I had the, the gearing, I had sprockets and stuff, but there wasn't really you know, a whole lot wasn't like I could change suspension or do this or do that. Or, um, so I just rode what I had and got a pretty decent finish with it. Just kept riding the whole time there. There's been one time since I've had the bike that I went and rode it. That wasn't at a grand national. That's pretty cool. So you talked a little bit about like everybody's scrapping together to get money to go get the Indian. And I think you have two of them now, right? Yeah. So 
how did how does all that come together? I mean, it's just a lot of phone calls and, and you got a lot of people helping you, like you said, little people adding up to, to make sure you have a ride. Yeah, well, uh Wilco Racing has been a big proponent. Uh we got the first one from Lakeside Motorsports. We got the second one from Indian of Panama City Beach. They uh helped us out a little bit on the bike, but you know, Wilco Racing has been the main supporter and and to get the bikes and um I've been investing any of the money that I've been winning back into it along with you know some other sponsors helping me out with all the things there's just <laughs> when you're in motorsports there's a lot of money that's being spent and especially when you're pretty much restarting over with new bikes and everything if you had the bikes it wouldn't be so bad but I mean right off the bat there's poof there's 90 grand or or 80 however you want to look at it whether they're 40 or they were 45 i mean at that point who cares it's it's <laughs> a lot of money yeah absolutely so let's talk about lately i've been seeing in the in the pit area your mechanic's been brian bigelow who used to be national number 11 so how did you two get hooked up and and is he would you consider him your mechanic and i know he missed the oklahoma city round because he was fishing and that was more important but uh talk about your <laughs> your deal your deal with brian bigelow uh, yeah, I don't, I don't give him a hard time if he wants to go fishing, but, uh, <laughs> no, it was, it, no, that was just kind of, he told me, you know, that was something, it was a big tournament and, um, it was 80 grand to win. And I think maybe he won a boat. I don't know, but it, it's, uh, it, it worked out, you know, we ended up with a good finish and I really enjoy and appreciate Brian's support I think it's definitely helped me I mean without a doubt without a question it's it's helped me and his uh family they love racing too his mom and dad so you know everybody's been kind of tuned in to what we've got going and it's it's been cool because you know we've been getting some good results when your horse is in the race it's a little bit more fun to watch the race rather than uh, you know, not doing so well. And it's like, it's maybe a little easier to go fishing that way, but, um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a good year so far and him and I learned some stuff together that I think is really going to help us for the rest of the season. Um, I think there's still a few more things that we think could possibly work and that we just got to get a little bit more time under our belts with these bikes, but, uh, I mean, for me, it's so far, it's, it's been awesome. I last week, uh, had Johnny O in the pits. He's who I won pretty much. Well, not mo the majority of the 450 races. I think he won, we won 19 together. So Man, that's awesome. he was there last week. So yeah, it was, it was cool. At least that he was able to be there. And it's, it's, uh, for me, I just like certain things that, either Johnny or Brian will say, I don't know. It's a funny thing, but they'll just say stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I like that. I like what they said, or, you know, it could be really nothing, but it's just, it's, it's different. So, sounds like it's uh, like a golfer has a really good caddy that they're really good friends with. And, and they kind of just give you a little pep talk to, uh, you know, make you know that you can do it. And I think that's what it sounds like you got with both of those two guys. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's it's kind of funny. Brian and I's deal. I don't think he was much of a fan of me <laughs> when we were racing together. And you know, I was always a Brian Bigelow fan growing up. As kids, you know, I I would see him race here and there at some of the local tracks. And it's funny because when we got doing this stuff, I tell him little things I remembered him doing when we, you know, I was we were both still amateurs, and I was watching him kind of right before he went pro and he was just doing things that nobody else at the track was doing. So I kind of picked up on some of that. And uh, so Brian, he was kind of a hero of mine, you know, at that younger stage in my career. And then I got racing with him and I'm like, you know, that's that guy. Can we swear on here? Can we say, <laughs> you're going to edit, you're going to edit that out. <laughs> you can say whatever you want, Henry. Oh, that, that's no, cool. but you know, it's just, he was competitive and I'm obviously sometimes competitive. So, right. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm competitive no matter what I know, I know. Let's you want to have a contest, to <laughs> wad up a piece of paper and shoot it into the trash can. I'll let's go. I'm in. <laughs> Everybody wants to win. Let's talk about 2018 so far. You you've made every grand national main event with the worst finish of seven. So I'm not going to go into every race, but, uh, so far, have you considered 2018 successful? Yeah, absolutely. You know, even though I haven't won a race overall, I think it's been my most successful twin season yet. Yeah, top seven every race so far. Uh, I, I, you're kind of my dark horse to win the Oklahoma City Mile because I thought it was going to be really deep, and I thought somebody that was really strong and aggressive would take the win. Uh, but you came up second, so that was uh, you're moving up there on your podium finishes and moving up on better finishes on your miles. Um, I know some people say that you're not a mile specialist, which you're getting better and better. How important is it to Henry Wiles to win on the mile? Uh, I definitely want to win on the mile, but I want to win on all the tracks. I want to win at these tracks that the calling short tracks. I want to win at the tracks that are half miles grooved or cushion. And I want to win at these miles that are grooved or cushion. You know, I don't think that there's any reason that I can't. I've thought that actually for a long time. I don't, I mean, I grew up on a CR 500 throttle control has never been an issue. It's not, you know, people want to make it what it is and people say what they want to say because sometimes they don't want to admit what it really is and people don't want to say well if he got on some better equipment he'd he'd uh be in the hunt every week well i guess here we here are here we are exactly that's what i was gonna say here we are so we got lima this weekend you've had some really good races with sammy halbert there you've actually won on a harley davidson back in the day there uh are you looking forward to this weekend yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to this weekend. I think it'll be fun. And, uh, a lot of my family's going to the race and a lot of sponsors going to the race. So I'm excited. We, we did a little test with, uh, TCD suspension and we learned a few little things and I don't know, you know, what that's going to mean on race day, but I think, uh, we're going to find out and we're going to keep learning and, we're going to keep getting better. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to riding there and seeing what becomes of the day. You know, I think 
with another day or two of testing, I think I would really start to feel comfortable with a place like Lima. You know, with another day or two of testing, I think I'd really probably feel comfortable with some of these other places that we're going to too, because I think we're headed in the right direction with motorcycle in general. I think so too. I think your results are definitely showing that for sure. Another one coming up, you might want some redemption at Buffalo Chip. And just a few weeks ago, or maybe a week ago, a press release came out and said, Hayden Gill moving up to the Twins class on an Indian. Do you think he's going to give you a run for your money at the TTs? Um, I, I mean, it's racing. He could, for sure. He He for sure could. It's racing. Anything can happen. But It'll be fun to ride with them if if we are racing together. I'm still going to beat them, but it'll be fun to ride with them if, if uh, he gets up there. Man, I love how confident you are. So let's talk about Peoria TT. How, <laughs> <laughs> how, how, diff- how different we, is should it? Should we redo that one? Hell no. Okay, We're leaving that. that just... <laughs> no, I love it. Let's talk about the, about the Peoria TT. How different is it riding that track on a twin as compared to racing it on a single? It is definitely different, you know, obviously for the obvious reasons of the bikes being heavier. Uh, I think my bike handles a little bit differently than most of the other bikes, but with uh, just a little bit of time with uh, Indy in there, I think I could probably do real well, you know, do, do just as good. It's just all about knowing what you got. And when I look back, kind of, throughout my career and some of the different teams and bikes that I've rode, it seems like people have said, well, the last part of the season is always good for you. You know, <laughs> I thought about that statement before and it's like, well, sure it is. Sure it is. Because as you start to learn things and you start to figure bikes out and you start to know what you need, you're making those changes and you're implementing them and you make the bikes better. In my opinion, I think there's some there's some work to be done with the Kawasaki as well before we go TT racing because I think Jared's definitely stepped his game up and I think they've done a lot of uh, <clears throat> testing to get to where they are. He, he flat smoked everybody last week, in my opinion, and there's a reason for that. He's a great rider, don't get me wrong, but there's a reason why he won that 12 seconds and he's not 12 seconds better of a rider. Well, he's got something figured out. He's definitely on a roll right now. He's got the momentum in his back pocket. So um, you got any crazy plans for victory celebration when you win Peoria again this year? (laughs) No, I don't. The push-ups weren't even planned. I'm going to tell you that straight out. No lies. It was not planned. 2015, that was a tough year for me, I think, as far as um, just my life, how my life was going. Didn't didn't really want to be a, a single dad, but that's how things went, and that was all kind of going on that year, and um, I wasn't able to be around my son as much as I wanted to be, and that day, we weren't prepared like we needed to be or excuse me like how i like to be that that was a that was a really good shot for jared that day and he was pretty close the whole time and to be able to pull that out was just a phenomenal feeling that i wished i could bottle it up and sell it because that's better than 
I guess I haven't really done that many drugs, but I was going to say that's better than any drug you could get. But I think it is just because it's that just pure emotion and adrenaline. And when you're working so hard and then achieve something that people think, why is this guy so excited? He should win this thing easily anyway, but that's, they don't always know what's going on either. (laughs) So it's not, always just uh easier cakewalk and i think that's the reason why i've won a lot of tt races or the majority of my wins are tt races because that's uh a lot of times more of a rider track and it's easier for me to excel on stuff like that comparatively with everybody else Awesome. I, I love your input. I uh, I wish you well, and I look forward to watching the second half of the season, especially at the TTs and, and the one short track we have coming up and then a, a few more miles. So looking forward to the second half of the season. Uh, now it's time in our interview where we have Graham's question, and Graham is my grandma, which is Kathy Dubler, and, and she said she loves your grandma, loves that your family comes <laughs> to the races and, and supports you. And uh, she said to tell you not to cut your hair. But her question for Henry Wiles is, when are we going to see your little boy racing a motorcycle? Oh, I don't know on that one. He's he's almost four. He'll be four this year in November. So, I mean, he'd be eligible, I guess, to race next year. But he's, I think, you know, he's still got a little bit to go yet before he he gets racing. Um, I don't know. We'll We'll see. He's got All a right. little time on the bike at Peoria last year. <laughs> he got he got a lap around Peoria last year, so that that we'll helps, see. right? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, I'm off to go to go fix a a 50 tube right now. <laughs> I think what happened actually, what I do is I put my hands right to the outside of the handlebars, so in case he tries to turn too far, I got the steering stops on him, you know. Yeah, and. uh I let him pretty much run the throttle and he gets, he's pretty good at, I don't have to tell him, okay, let off, you know, cause we'll be coming into a corner wide open and <laughs> just screaming <laughs> the thing in second gear or something. <laughs> let off, let off. And, you know, so then the last few laps before the tire went flat was, I didn't have to tell him. I thought, wow, that's actually pretty cool. You know, he's learning. And, and then we were coming out and we kind of hit some little bumps and I felt him kind of turned the the handlebars a little bit and when it did i kind of leaned a little bit and it rolled the the tire and it just (laughs) right off the spun the tube right off the rim man it sounds sounds like you got a natural (laughs) the things you learn as a dad man i love it so uh, we 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 ended up by doing a rapid fire question so i want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when i ask you these questions uh the first one is why are you number 17 it was the first available number besides 13. You know, when you look at who's got numbers, that was yeah. the first available one besides 13. And I just remember 13 uh, supposed to be un- unlucky. Okay. So you took the lowest one that was open, so, right? I, yeah. Okay. All right. I like it. Uh, what bike are you going to ride at Peoria this year? Kawasaki. Willie built Kawasaki. Okay. Here's a tough one for you. Who'd win a wrestling match between you and Jared Meese? Did you say that was tough? I, I thought it was tough. I wouldn't know how to answer oh, it. Oh, no. No, I'd beat, <laughs> I'd beat Jared down. I think he knows that, too. 
Oh, man. And if he wants to throw some money in the middle, let's do it. I'm ready for that, too. Oh, man. We have an MMA fight after the races. I can see it. So uh, which Peoria TT went the mo- meant the most to you? Mm, that's that's a good one. I'd say uh, there, there's a few of them that have meant a lot to me just for different reasons, but probably the first one that I won in 2004 and 2015. All right. I love it. Henry, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. And before we let you go, I know you want to say thanks to a lot of people. Oh, yeah, there's a ton of people, you know, new sponsors, old sponsors, just, you know, people helping me out. I'm probably going to not remember everybody, but Banded Industries, Wilco Racing, Willie Bill, Wilson Industries, Mad Dog Racing, Brian Bigelow, Lakeside Motorsports, Indian Indian of Panama City Beach, J&M Logging Bell Helmets, Tim Trowbridge Fun Home Builders, New Era Caps, Nick Mazzizi, Royal Publishing, Security Screen Masters, Jay Pistons Webcam, Schiller's Tree Service, West Coast Hot Shoes, Vance and Leathers, Gene and Gail Cummings, Motion Pro X Brand Goggles, CD Boots, J&J Racing, Boom Glass, TCD Suspension, Rick's Drywall, Hulu Drywall, DPC Racing, Pro Plates, and also uh, Boomer Suspension. They've all helped me out this year so far, and uh, moving forward, I think it's going to be a great year. Man, I definitely appreciate the time. Go change that flat tire. Keep your little, keep your little boy happy and keep on two wheels, and uh, we'll see you at Lima. Thank you. I appreciate the call. Absolutely. Hammer and Hank, Henry Wiles, number 17. Thanks to King Henry for his time, and thanks to all of you for listening. Smash that like button and share it out to all your flat track friends and family. If you're in the Frederick, Maryland area, come by and see me next Wednesday for the longest-running half-mile event, the Barbara Fritchie Classic, a 4th of July tradition, 97 years strong. I'll talk to you next week before we head to a new track in upstate New York.